you don't have a good attitude, you leave the room and we all look at each other going, I don't know if I can spend the day with that person. This episode is part two with Los Angeles-based director Jordan Brady. I'm Lee Foster. You're listening to Action, a podcast dedicated to the pursuit of acting excellence. This podcast is brought to you by The 5-Minute Journal. To find out more or to purchase one, go to lee-foster.com journal. Enjoy this episode. I never forget this one. There's a chain of restaurants called O'Charlie's. I don't know if they're in Chicago, but uh, it's like an Applebee's or a Friday, you know, TGI Friday's kind of place. So it was O'Charlie's and this guy comes in and we, I mean, he must've been in there for 10 minutes with us and playing around and we're laughing. The next guy comes in and immediately acknowledges that in sort of a defeatist way, like, wow, that's going to be tough to follow. Boy, you had him, he, you know, he was in here for a long time. Yeah, he's already sunk. And and everyone in the room was like, oh, dude, we, we want you. You know, a casting director once told me this, and I say it, and I believe it. We want It couldn't be more true what I'm about to say, and that is Donald Trump is an asshole. But <laughs> what I was really going to say, apropos of this conversation, is everybody in the room wants you to be good. Every casting director, if if you are good, the casting director looks good. The director and the production company look good. The agency is happy. Nothing makes us happier than to, at the end of the day, be like, oh, my gosh, how are we going to make this choice? Oh, my gosh, we have to review. You know, I have a certain process at the end of the at the end of the callback day. I have a pile of people. I don't really take notes during the day. I just I know right then, like you're alive or you're not going to. This isn't right for you. Mm-hmm. So I take this alive pile and I spread it out on the table and I assign actors to the roles, usually top two, top three. And I love it when there's four people like, guys, we have four great people to be the spray paint lady, to be the wacky cat guy. And how are we going to what are the best combinations? And then it comes down to things that are just subjective or the pairings of different actors. Like if you have the red haired husband that was great and you have a, one of your top choice for the wives is a redhead. It might look a little weird. Maybe they'll play his brother, sister. And we don't want that. Uh There's nothing you could do your performance. You did your best. I I believe this to be true as well in commercials. Anyway, for actors, I've said it a hundred times. If you don't get the part but you did your best. It very likely had nothing to do with you. It was an off day. Someone, you know, you came right after lunch. Couldn't help that. I mean, there's just thousand reasons, but it wasn't you. Don't take it personally. If you did your job and you did your homework, but if you get the job, it had everything to do with you. It, it's not lucky. You know, it's, it's not, <laughs> it's because you came in and nailed it. And you were right for that role. Right. Yep. So this is I'm gonna we're gonna do a one eighty quick. Um and I'm do one eighty, baby. I'm gonna try to make a transition, but it's gonna be uh pretty piss poor. So you mentioned, Jordan, that maybe they came right after the lunch. 
the worst transition <laughs> of all time. Um, something I do think about, and this is this is going to fall into the category of like the golden key that doesn't exist, but sometimes I have the opportunity to choose when I go in to audition for a commercial, and I could pick the very first slot, I could pick the I could pick one o'clock, or I could pick six p.m. Ooh. The question is, is there an advantage in there? Is it best to come in and kill it in the last spot of the day? Or have you already decided, like, oh, that redhead dude was killer. Like, and he's, you're already picturing that. Or is it best to come in the first spot and crush it? Or I would middle? not come in last. I would not come in last. Okay. Because last, the blood sugar's low. There's, a, there's emails that the agency has to return. You've already seen people that are that were great and and last is like, Oh, we've seen so many people, especially I'm going to sound old, but you know, some of the younger people at the ad agency tend to call back too many people. And so, you know, it becomes the all back. I discourage that and try to like, I'll have my producer call them up and go, you know, let's just, let's all trim, trim some people. Like, let's be a little more selective. So it's not all day. There is no 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. callback. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. You've got to make a decision. So that's on them. That's on me, right? The first, the at the beginning of the day, doesn't hurt at all. If you come in and set the bar and you nail it, that's good. Mm-hmm. But I do know sometimes someone will do something, and if everybody likes it, Somehow that filters out like the operator in the casting session or the casting director may tell the other people out in the hallway, hey, you know, do this, which, you know, it could be seen as unfair. But, you know, the the process, like we're discovering it, the actors are contributing, and then other people benefit from that. Right. Middle of the day would be the sweet spot. I also think that, um, I mean, going off what you said, the the sometimes – you can go in, let's say you go in middle of the day and the casting director will tell you, they'll say like, okay, so a lot of people have been doing this and that's not really working. The people who are doing this seems to work better. And then it's like, damn, like I'm glad I wasn't one of the people who, you know, the people who didn't have that leg up. Right. But you know, there's, you can gen, you can usually tell who it, it fits with. Mm-hmm. And it is part of the process, you know, for better or worse, it's an evolving piece. And the callbacks are part of that process for right. the actors, for the director, you know, for the copywriter in the room and the art director, you know, they, you know, we're all, we're talking about the script and the acting, but look, and I make fun of the chef hat, but I've seen actors come in, you know, an actress will come in with certain accessories and the art director in the room is like, wow, that's a really interesting take. That's a quirkier take on this character. I didn't see it that way until, you know, Jan walked in wearing the bangles. Right. And then that informs the, the spot as well. Let's talk about uh, how can actors book more commercials? How can actors book more commercials? Uh, see, I think it's mind power. I think it's all. I think it's all in your mind because it's not. It's not the mustache, right? Mm-hmm. It's not the. It's not the costume. It's uh, first of all, 
you know, I was a terrible actor mm. coming off of stand-up comedy. And I booked, I booked a fair amount of commercials, but, um, I have such respect for actors because they make, they make the day. You know, I just shot with this, uh, a Chicago actor. I mean, he's been in LA a long time. This guy, Pat Finn, um, so funny and so professional and always has a take on the script. He always had, comes in the room ready to play with, but he has, he has the script down. And he knows he knows the spot. So I would say to book more commercials, the actors should know the script, not just your lines, but get it. And like get what the bit is. Right. And you can tell when people do and ask questions. Come if you're not sure, come in the room, be professional. Don't try to be like funny while you're slating and make a funny face and when they ask the guy next to you, will he shave his beard? Don't say, I'll shave my back. We've all heard that one. Yep. Uh, so just do come in doing the work and be your, let your personality shine, but ask a question. Say, Hey, can I ask a question before we go? Is this guy supposed to be an idiot or is he really sly and gets it? You right. know, whatever, whatever your question is, mm-hmm. ask the people in the room the question. Even at the first audition, ask the casting director. Hey, can I is can I do it again? Love when someone says, "Hey, can I do it again?" Or, "Hey, I had a little something I wanted to do. Can I do my? Can I just try this?" And if it's good, if it's terrible, the casting director has your back. They're going to erase that take. They're going to uh-huh. show the they're going to show the best take on the which I didn't know they did. They edit sucky things out. Right. So I I would come in knowing your stuff. Ask questions if you have them. Um, be professional because also if you're not professional, you don't have a good attitude. You leave the room and we all look at each other going, I don't know if I can spend the day with that person. Sure. You know, and the reason I brought my friend Pat Finn is we just shot these Toyota spots where it was two commercials and part of a third each day. And the actor, if he didn't know his stuff, if he didn't come like prepare, like, what are we doing now? we would have not made our day. Like, we, you know, it would cost tens of thousands of dollars in overtime if you have a crew of 55 people sitting around for the actor to figure it out. And that kind of, that word gets around and the casting director gets excited when they hear, you know, all the casting directors follow up like, hey, how did it work out with, uh, you know, with uh, Malik? How did Malik yeah. do? Oh, Malik was great to work with. Oh, that's good to know. Right. Then they bring you in for more stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I I put a lot of importance on being easy to work with, and I tell people all the time. I've talked about it a bunch of times with other coaches and casting directors and whatnot on this podcast, and it's just like, don't be a dickhead, and just be nice, remember people's names, smile, don't complain. You say it so aggressively? (laughs) Uh, Sometimes, if I'm trying to get the point across, I I get passionate about this stuff, because you know what? I've done a lot of jobs. I've been on a lot of sets. Just be easy to work with. You know? Hey, eons ago, couldn't agree more. Eons ago, I did a movie of the week, uh, back when they had movies of the week. And I would leave my clothes laying all around the trailer. And I was like, oh, we'll see. You know, somebody, somebody hangs them up and picks them up. Sure. And it was my costume. And I think on like the third day, the, the costume, uh, the stylist assistant said, 
you know, I'm the person who has to spend an extra five minutes in your trailer times seven of you in this lot. Um, you know, if you could just hang up your clothes, they would be ready for the next day and it would make it easier for us to stay organized and would save me some time. It would be professional. And they weren't, they weren't a dick about it. They were just like, this is the way it works. And then that was when it started to click like, oh, I'm part of a team. Yeah. You know, it's not all about me and, you know, I'm, you know, I'm a valet number four. Let me hang up my clothes. I would, if, if I were acting right now, I would also spend a couple of days as an extra on a show, like see if I can get in a background scene at Chicago fire. And, you know, if I'm lucky, I'm around the set enough to watch for a day, what everybody does and go like, Oh, those guys stand around and eat donuts. And then when the gaffer says, do this, they, they go fix it. Or what do the grips do? How does the DP light? This is a technical thing, but if, the actor understands lighting, uh-huh. a minimal minimal understanding of lighting. Then you're going to understand how important it is to hit your mark, and you know just that's that saves time and and allows more time for performance. From the director's point of view, the day is typically maximized to capture performance. If you're a director working with talent, right? So we don't want to spend four hours lighting and then three minutes doing the scene. But, you know, if you nail it, you nail it. But if the actor knows where it's lit, I worked with the uh, the wonderfully talented, God rest her soul, Natasha Richardson. And she was able to look at the, the set and say, Jordan, it looks like you want me to go from here to there and then turn and walk into this light. Is that correct? And I would say yes. And she would go, good, let's do it. Mm-hmm. Because you knew what you knew everything about the scene. So the more you know what people do, the more you know about the set, you know, maybe this falls into the staple to headshot category in some right. people's opinions. But it's the technical craft of acting should become secondary. And by knowing all these things, you're free to focus on the performance. Right. And I was going to just leave you with this and your listeners with this. An actor acts. Don't wait around for the audition and don't wait around for the job. Like if you're an actor, you act. You get in an acting class. You know, when you brought up those, should you have video or just experience, there are so many web series or you can start one with your friends or you can you can shoot and get stuff online and people can see it. And then you have practice like on a set. It may not be all the bells and whistles, but there's a camera and there's a process and there's someone's got to be the director and someone's got to be the actor. And you're working with a script and, and you're, you're learning to trust each other and support each other and you're acting. So there's no excuse in 2016 if you're an actor to not be acting. You, getting paid is the, the treat. That's the gravy. But if you're really passionate about what you do, then go do it. You can find Jordan's podcast, Respect the Process, on iTunes or at jordanbrady.com. 
To sign up for his commercial directing boot camps, go to www.commercialdirectingbootcamp.com. I'm Lee Foster. Thanks for listening.